Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my amazing co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. Welcome back. Thanks. Hey, if you just tuned in um, and you're new to the show, if you're not driving, like go to our website, learn more about the impact that Five Star Life is having. We're a nonprofit organization on a laser-guided mission to change the face of education, of sports, and of culture. We're doing that by targeting the core of a person's uh, really decision-making and mindset. It, it's really that, that whole operating system. So we've, we've created curriculums and programs for the last, this is our 19th year. Ooh. We've been creating programs and curriculums for 19 years and we're getting it done. We're moving the needle. So learn more at fivestarlife.org. Thanks for tuning in. Just a reminder, you can listen to this show anywhere podcasts are streamed. You can also watch us on YouTube uh, at our YouTube page at The Five Star Life. So uh, today's going to be a great show. It is. What are we going to talk about? So we're going to talk about, you know, we just we're, we just finished filming a series um, for our kids. Again, if you're new to this, uh, thousands of kids go through our curriculum in public schools and detention centers. And so, so we're talking about how to help kids break through in leadership. And we just defined leadership as influence. I love this series. Do you? Yeah, it is so exciting. I just love the way that you broke it down to teach kids. Well, thank you. Yeah. It, it is such a misunderstood topic. You know, people have these ideas about what leadership is, and most kids tend to think leaders are the biggest or the strongest or the loudest, mm-hmm. and um, none of those things are required for leadership. You know, it's just influence. Like, do you have influence? And the reality is every one of us has influence. So the average person influences 10,000 people over the course of their life. And the real question we should be asking is not, you know, am I a leader? It's how am I leading? Mm-hmm. How am I influencing? Because I, I think back to when I was in school, I mean, like a leader and leadership was, it was scary. And you thought, oh, you have to be like the perfect student, the perfect child. You have to be popular, you have to be captain in the football team. And that's not true. It's a lot of pressure. But you take yourself out because that's, in your mind, that's what you think it is. Yeah, I'm not a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what happens with this false definition of, in, in false really understanding of leadership, uh, we've, we've sidelined so many kids. And so in those kids that were sidelined from leadership have now become adults who've been sidelined from leadership. So if you're not on honor roll, you're not a leader. If you're not the captain, you're not a leader. If you aren't uh, excited about staying in front of people and speaking, like you're not a leader. It, I mean, all these things that go to our minds, like that, that's what we've classically been trained that leadership is. And it is just ridiculous. I mean, when you stop and think about the most influent, like just I'll let you be the guinea pig. Who, who uh, like when you were, let's say before 25. Okay. 
who had the most influence on like who impact your life the most? Probably some uh, managers or my bosses. So they influenced you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what what about now at this stage of life? Gosh, my, well, you, my husband, I mean, you know, I have a yeah. core group of people. So, so you think about the people that influence you and if you're blessed to be surrounded by great people, that, then you're saying, man, it was managers. So you had some great managers. I did. I had great managers. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that don't have that story. I know. And I was just talking to somebody recently who just, I was sharing about our culture and I was talking about five-star life and they're asking questions about like how we're structured and how we do all this. And we're out at Summit, our, you know, 350-acre facility. And they're asking about the facilities and who does that. And I was like, it's not me. I have nothing to do with that. Like, who, who does that? It's like, that's Jim Schaefer. Um, he's the visionary behind all of that. And like, well, how does that work? Like, how do you guys, like, well, it works awesome because he's, he's a mentor to me. And it's like, well, who's the visionary? I said, well, we're both visionaries, mm-hmm. but we both have different skills and strengths at what we envision. But those two come together perfectly because I know what I'm great at and what I don't have any skill in. And he knows what he's great at and what should be on my plate. So, mm-hmm. but not many people, when you think about leadership, it's like so few leaders and managers can understand that. And that's another kind of misnomer of leadership that you have to be the end all be all in every area. Right. And it's an insecurity if you're not. Yeah, that's, you've hit the nail on the head. And that, that's what causes so many people who are in management or leadership to struggle at leading successfully or managing successfully because they're insecure. And so they're threatened by people that are skilled or talented. Um, Jim is a rare leader, and I think I've found, I, I have that same DNA. We both love strength. We love having people who are super strong that are better at us, and we, we love it. Right. No, I know. I, and you are rare because you guys embrace someone else's strength. Yeah, because um, one, I think part of that comes to being self-aware, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. When you're aware that uh, I have to do this right now, but we're barely treading water as an organization when I'm in this role. Mm-hmm. We got to find somebody that can knock this out of the park. And I think recognizing that um, and being open to, um, for, for me as a, young, as a young leader, being open to your coaching and Jim's coaching and other people's coaching that helped me as a leader tremendously as well. Well, again, you have to, you know, rip off that insecurity and be vulnerable. Yeah, but but when we're when we're insecure and we can't handle the critique, what it does is we're doing this, and what we're doing is we're just tamping down our potential. And that's what kids do. And that's what kids do. Yeah. So teaching them what leadership truly is, its influence is a is a really powerful thing. Um, we, so we, we're teaching this series. Um, thousands of kids are going to go through this and understand that leadership is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I have influence. How am I going to use it? If you didn't catch uh, last uh, the last show, I encourage you to go back and listen because we unpack kind of a foundational principle in leadership, and that is if you want to have a positive influence, you have to look no further than the aura about you. We call it a vibe. And, you know, we talk about kind of that Charlie Brown character pig pen who has that, that stank, stank dust cloud circling him. 
we all have an invisible dust cloud circling us that people pick up on when we enter a room. We have a vibe. And so go, go back and check that out. Um, today, we unpacked something that would take the next step. You know, leaders, ultimately at the end of the day, there, there is a, a certain term in leadership that has become popular. Um, but yet, as, as popular as it is, it's still extremely rare. And when I Google it, and when I look for anything on YouTube talking about this concept, it is hard to find any content. And the term is servant leadership. So it's, it's like everybody mentions servant leadership, but there's very little content about what it means to be a servant leader. My real opinion. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's not many people want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the word serve, <laughs> who wants to, like, at the end of the day, um, when we're being honest with ourselves, our culture does not glorify serving. We glorify being served. I mean, look at every ad, every commercial. What's it, what's it highlighting? It's highlighting, come be served. Right? Let this, let's do this for you. You deserve better. Rise up a little higher. Mm-hmm. Have it your way. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being served. But if you want to influence the world, I mean, people that just want to be served, they don't really influence you. Right? Right, yeah. People that want and that take. Mm-hmm. Are you attracted to surround yourself with people like that? No. P- even if, what if they're really smart? No. What if they're really good looking? <laughs> no. What if they're really talented? No. No. Yeah. We want to be around people that see us and they believe in us and they want to serve us. There's something about them that will help take us up a notch. That's what servant leaders do. They make a practice and a habit of that. We're going to unpack a little more of this in the next segment. But uh, on the break, really want to encourage you to go to fivestarlife.org. Learn more about what we're doing. We have so many things going on. If you're listening as a parent or a grandparent, we have so many programs in the Michigan area going on right now, whether it's five-star basketball tryouts coming up soon for our travel basketball season or whether it's the advanced archery courses. We're going to be starting an archery team coming up next fall. So we have two different courses. They're eight weeks long. Those kick off here soon. So go to 5 get your kids registered. There are scholarships available. You're going to be trained by one of the best archery professionals in the world. We'll be right back after this. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the 5 Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at 5starlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth. I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. So we're talking about leadership, which we define as influence. And we just taught this lesson uh, for our thousands and thousands of kids that will go through this. And uh, we were just telling them like like 10,000 people. That's how many the average person influences over their lifetime. That's without even trying. So if you are intentional, you can influence, influence so many more. And when you do the math, and that's kind of interesting, you can break this down, that comes down to 140, if you, let's just say, 
70 is the average life, lifespan. Okay. You break down, that's 142 people a year that you're going to influence Jeez. without trying. That comes down to about 12 people per month you're going to have an influence on. Mm. Now, I want to have way more influence than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, that's not very much. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not, that's not that much. Yeah. But just for people, especially kids, like, oh, 12 people, okay, I'm a leader, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're crazy intentional about it, well, not even crazy intentional, when you're just mindful of, like, I want to influence every person in a positive way through my vibe, through my attitude, right? Mm-hmm. They can have massive influence. Because you think about, like, the simplicity of somebody you're passing by in the supermarket or wherever that just makes, you, you happen to make eye contact. There's one of two choices. You can look away, right? Because you're trying to remain your privacy or respect their privacy. That's what we do, which is totally fine. But there's also this thing of like, just making eye contact, holding the look and just give them a smile. Like that's such a simple thing. But like sometimes people smile at me. And I'm just like that. I appreciate that. It's like they're a human. They're alive. They're not just a robot going from A to Z through their day. Like they acknowledge me. I love that about the world when you're around people. Yeah. And, and it was, so we have this new um, incredible volunteer, uh, Melissa. And she's volunteering for SNAP, which, by the way, SNAP is an incredible program. Uh, we're having so much impact. Um, 87% success rate working with kids and their families who get into trouble with the law at diverting them from the system. This is, this is taking pressure off the system. This is uh, changing how kids go to school because of this program. It's changing the family dynamics in the home. Like this is so powerful and we're scaling it and we need more volunteers like Melissa. So if you have a heart for kids or their parents and are interested in being a part of the program, it's a couple hour commitment a week. We really, I'm, I'm not saying we just would like your help. For us to change culture, we need your help. So go to fivestillife.org to learn more. But Melissa's from Africa, mm-hmm. Zimbabwe. Okay. And just asking her like, what are the, she's been here for four months. What are the big differences between, you know, America and Zimbabwe? And you can just see, it's, it's interesting. It's like this. It's like she's homesick, even though she wants to be in America and she loves it. She's getting her education here at Notre Dame. But she just said, in simple terms, um, in America, people, and she said it very kindly because she didn't want to be offensive. Um, I miss, in my homeland, people are more friendly. People care more. People take time to look at you, to talk to you, um, to know you. And here, everybody is for themselves. Mm. There's a few people here and there. And this is her perception of America. Wow. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad, but it's really not that surprising, right? Yeah, yeah. What, but we're conditioned for it. We're used to it. Mm-hmm. It's just everywhere we go, everybody's just in their own world and on their phone, whatever. We're used to being around lots of people and never saying hello, never smiling with our eyes, never ever thinking, I wonder how they're doing. So, you know, this idea of, of becoming a servant leader, that's what servant leaders begin to do. They, they, and this is what we're teaching kids, they live by the five still value of sacrifice, which we define as giving up something now for something better or giving up something I want to do or something I'm doing 
to serve somebody else to help them live a five-star life. So it's a mindset shift of everywhere I go, I'm a servant. Mm -hmm. I know we have deadlines. We have to get places. So it's not you can stop and take 10 minutes all the time. But there's something powerful about like taking five seconds to smile at somebody. Oh my gosh, you can hold the door. <laughs> you can help somebody, you know, put their uh, suitcase up in, in an airplane. I'm shy. I mean, no one, no one does that anymore. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And, you know, there's some people that need help and yeah. everybody just stands there. <laughs> and it's so fun. Like, I just talking about that, like, it's so fun when you see somebody that, like, maybe it's a smaller woman or an older man or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just so fun to just be like, hey, I got this for you. And they always like it. Yeah. Um. So, so it's like being a servant leader, so many people think that, no, you, you have to be loud. You have to be strong. You have to you have to show people. When I was my freshman year of college uh, at orientation, we're in this lecture hall, and the professor is asking all the freshmen, um, like, what is your goal and your purpose in being here? Great question. It's a great question. I was like, uh, play basketball. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's it, man. I no Is there supposed to be another purpose here? <laughs> That's where I was at. <laughs> and, this, and then this kid, I mean, this kid was like, he looked like a model. This super good looking uh, African-American dude, uh, articulate, sharp, well-dressed to the nines. And he was the first person to speak up. And he stood up. He stood up. And he's like, yeah, I'm here to show the world who I am, what I am. And to show them how dominant I am and to show them that I am here to impose my will in the world. <laughs> and and I, remember, I remember thinking, man, I thought my answer was dumb. Like, yeah. just like basketball, that's all I can think about. <laughs> and it was so interesting. And the professor was just kind of looked at him and thought, hmm. And that's what the professor said. Hmm. That's why you're here. To impose your will on people. So, you know, go back to the drawing board and think about that because... What we're supposed to be here to do is to learn and to grow and develop, right? You got the best part of your life out of you, but like, let's grow and develop and figure out who you should be. Anyways, it, I thought it was interesting because isn't that what many people get wrong? Think about toxic leadership. Mm. They would never say that, but that's exactly how they feel. And that's their, that's their belief. Like, I got to stay in charge. I got to stay in control. Yeah, can't let go. So... This whole idea, um, we, we talked about this concept before, like um, when it comes to leadership, there are two foundational platforms that we can operate out of. You know, one is love, the other one's fear. And so, you know, you see these different leaders. I've watched a lot of basketball and I have kids that are playing right now. So I'm just surrounded by coaches. And it's amazing how many coaches operate out of a place of fear. Like they're so afraid of losing the game or their power or their job or um, they're so afraid of losing confidence by the fans or the parents. They're, they're, they're afraid of what other coaches think. Like there's so many fears that these coaches have. And you can see the fear just oozing out of them and it comes out in the form of lashing out at players, yelling, cussing, belittling because they think everything the kids do wrong is a reflection on them. And then you see very rare cases, you see coaches who coach from a place of love. And they're just not caught up in all the noise of leadership. 
They just love the game of basketball and they love the kids and their enthusiasm is contagious. And when kids make mistakes, they're pulling them aside and they're talking to them about it. And they're, coach, they're letting kids fail and teach them how to fail forward. And like, they're okay with the process. They're not worried about the crowd or the noise. They don't care. They're like, I'm going to help you right now. Don't, don't listen to your mom. Don't listen to the fans over there. Let's, let's, let's next play. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. And these kids thrive. And this is a rare environment, like in our culture, in the workplace and schools and teams, it's rare to have that kind of leadership. There aren't many Ted Lasso's out there. Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched that. Oh my gosh. I need to go watch it. He's that coach. Just yeah. rooted in love. And it's just a feel good yeah. show. I loved it. And it's inspiring, right? Because mm-hmm. like, man, yeah. I want to be that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what servant leaders do when you see it. When you see it, you want it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to be. Um, it's so powerful. Okay, we're going to take another break, come back with more Five Star Life Radio after this. I want to encourage you to, at the break, go check us out online. If you have not got involved, now is your time to volunteer. Also, I want to give a quick shout out. We, we're getting comments on our YouTube. Yes. Um, so thank you for those of you who are commenting. Keep them coming. Be sure to like this and subscribe to this and share this show. Thank you. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia. Thank you. We're having a great talk. I love it. We are, and we forgot to introduce producer Arnold. We did. He's yo, in the house. Yo, yo, Five Star Nation, I am still here. <laughs> they may have forgotten about me, but I know you guys got my back, so let's go. Oh, my Amen. goodness. So if you just tuned in, um, we're going to get a camera. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to get a camera. Um, that's Arnold's next task. He's going to put himself on camera. Not because he wants to be on the camera, because we want him to be seen. Um, so uh, that's going to be happening. So, uh, by the way, you can listen to this show anywhere podcasts are streamed and on YouTube at The Five Star Life. Uh, we're talking about leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, servant leadership. Servant leadership. When you think of servant leadership, what comes to mind? Gosh. I, well, I mean, we base our whole organization around it. So that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. You think of five star? I do. Why do you think so few people like develop the qualities of a servant leader? Well, I mean, one, it is hard. It's hard to instill in people. Some people are just born with it. Um, and the, you know, and it's it's constant. I mean, it's a constant reminder. It's a constant teaching. So, yeah. And, and there's like it's interesting because there's this process of going through like learning how to be a servant leader, because there, there's definitely um, a sect out there of servant leaders that it's it's kind of squishy. And what I mean by that is they're all about the touchy feely and the emotional side of being a leader in connecting with whoever their followers are. But yet then they're, they're, it's soft on the accountability and on the execution. So there's, there's this, there, there are some out there that say, well, I don't, I don't buy into that stuff because 
this is just some made up, you know, leadership concept to sing kumbaya and to get me not to focus on the bottom line. And I would just say I totally disagree. That's the exact opposite. It's through servant leadership and learning how to connect and engage your people in the mission that your bottom line increases. So it actually increases accountability because you actually are in this together. You're doing it together. Mm-hmm. I started my career years and years and years ago in um, retail. And that was one of the things back then they really did instill in you to serve the customer. And I go into stores now and I'm that it's so far removed from the process of, you know, shopping and brick mm-hmm. and mortar. Yeah. It's, it's transactional leadership. Mm-hmm. You are a dollar sign. <clears throat> you are something I need. Mm-hmm. And that that's again, going back to like, a lot. Unfortunately, we have amazing coaches in our program, so I'm not hating on coaches. But you know, the, whether you're working at working retail, whether you're a manager, whether you're a coach, so many people get into it because they like it. But it's also um, it's fulfilling some ego trip where they want to be that person in in, in the power position, mm-hmm. right? There, there's some of that that goes on. That over time it grows, it becomes ugly, and. When you have a culture of servant leadership, there's some accountability to say, well, hold on, we, that, that's not what we're after. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not trying to get to a power seat so we can have control, so we don't have to do the menial things. We're trying to influence the world. We're trying to sell a product. We're trying to do something great. And to do something great, um, it takes creating a culture where we truly do anything and everything together. Um, which is what I love about our culture. <clears throat> Me too. So we're talking about, like, just before the break, I talked about the two foundational platforms. One is love, one is fear. And, you know, when we're operating in fear, it's like it brings out the worst in us. We're, we're the worst version of ourselves. We're insecure. We're uh, irritable. We're selfish. We're unkind. We're uncompassionate. But when we're rooted in love, it's like that 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 puts us in a place where we naturally... When I'm based in love, it's like I'm, I'm thoughtful, I'm considerate, I am thinking of others, and, and I'm empathetic. So when you're in love, like you have this foundation to actually serve. You're thinking of others. When it's fearful, I'm thinking of protecting myself, right? I'm mm-hmm. protecting. Love, the, the, the walls are down, and I'm thinking about how I can share and give. So... Take that back to servant leadership and how we teach kids. So, you know, this is, this is so interesting because it's, again, this, this idea of being a, a servant is like a toxic vibe. Uh, my kids, um, it's so funny, three kids that are 21 to 15, and so if one brother's watching TV, the other one gets up to get something in the kitchen and they're like, hey, you want to bring back my, back my, back my water? It's, it's like clockwork. They're like, oh, yes, I would love to do that for you. While I'm up, would you like anything else? Would you like a back massage? Would you like? And, and either they will not do it and just like get your own stuff. Yeah. Or they'll you know, come and slam it down. Or sometimes they're just nice. But it's funny how there's this cringe effect we get when someone asks us something what is that? That's this void of servant leadership culture we have where we want to be served. And what we don't want is we don't want to be told what to do mm-hmm. and we don't want to be bossed around. 
So that whole agenda in our culture has pushed us away from serving. So the, the, the place to start is to think, why do we, why do, we do that? Why are we stuck in, in that mode? And it's because of what you said. It's insecurity. It's selfishness. It's, it's fear. But if you can just like the, live by the five story value of sacrifice and say, I'm going to sacrifice that temptation to live in fear and live in self, self-preservation and start giving and serving. Actually, that's the most fulfilling place to be because now I, I'm, I'm become a giver and it's actually fun to give. It's actually fun to serve. I was just thinking of when you serve, it's it's fun when you want to serve, but when it's like they ask for another something for you to serve, you're like, okay, that's where the <laughs> test is. <laughs> yeah. When you're like, can I get you anything? Yeah. You know, and then you get them, hey, can you go back and get something else? That's the true test. That's the true test mm-hmm. when people take try to take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole other lesson, right? Le- learning how to like not let people take advantage of you. But there's something so powerful about because as soon as somebody goes down this path of saying, I want to be a better servant leader, uh, that's exactly what will happen. You will start to attract people that will try to abuse that. And then you'll be like, I don't want to do this. And it, it, But d- be aware. Um, those are great tests, great opportunities to say, man, I'm going to serve this person with the right spirit and the right heart. And there is something powerful that happens when you do that. When you sacrifice your time, your energy, your money, um, it, it's like you will find the people that will try to manipulate it. But ultimately, you're shaping who you are. You're shaping your leadership. You're developing a leadership habit. I'm the giver. Do you ever feel like um, you have to act a certain way or just when people recognize you? I mean, are you like on? Because people recognize you. So obviously, you hold yourself different. Not that you're a bad, that probably came out wrong, but you know what I'm, I'm trying sure. to say? Yeah, like always being on or whatever. Yeah, like if yeah. somebody's in your face and then sure. you're just like, like you really have to take a step back because it's oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Seth. Yeah, so, so like basketball games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there and you're watching your kids, like you're just dad. You're watching your kids play out there and there's fans uh, not far away that your son is at in the semifinal game and he's at the free throw line shooting free throws and these other parents are acting like they're kids and they're yelling and screaming while your son's free through line. Just yell super loud, trying to distract your son from, right? Uh-huh. That is when I have to, re- like, who am I? How am I going to respond? Who am I going to be? Mm-hmm. The wonderful thing about the, this, this video curriculum and this radio platform and all this stuff is it, it does bring accountability to me. Um, I, I, it's like a gift to me that I can't, not be the same all the time. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like I have to be consistent because there's always people watching and my wife is always watching. My kids are always watching. They know what I do. Mm -hmm. So do I want my kids be like, "Eh, you should see the real coach stuff. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, man. So, so part of it is just like the integrity piece. Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? And I haven't arrived yet, but I'm always striving to be the person that, that is the servant leader. Uh, but yeah, I, I was at a game um, two nights ago too, where I, I didn't know it, but I'm at a school and I, I'm getting ready to walk out and three kids come. They're like, coach Seth, coach Seth. And they were in the jazz band. I had no clue, but they're watching me the whole game. Like we saw you over there and like had no clue. They wanted pictures. They wanted selfies. And no. all, it was, it was very honoring, but mm-hmm. it's like, you never know. I had no clue how, how much I was influencing them by 
how I was cheering my body. It's like, that's influence. Mm -hmm. And that goes for every parent, every teacher, every coach out there. There's always eyes on you. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come come back right after this. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth. I'm joined by co-host, Coach Man. And we got producer Arnold in the house back here. We haven't, hit, we haven't called you much, Arnold. Five Star Nation, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about ser- servant leadership. And, you know, you think about those people that were love-based and they influenced you because they loved you. That is, in essence, servant leadership. There are people that love you, and out of that love, they end up serving you. They're always thinking about, how do I help you win? That's what servant leadership is. It's that simple. And so the simple lesson to kids is, you want to have influence and grow your influence? Love people. And if you will just think about other people, it will be so easy to influence them because it starts with simple things like giving a compliment. Like your words, it's like the low-hanging fruit to influencing people. I've, I've read that for every one compliment we received, 19 criticisms. So when you think about the lopsided nature of the words that are flying around the earth, it is toxic. And so... No, I was just going to ask you that. Why is it so easy to put somebody down or say something negative versus giving them a compliment? Well, because it goes back to, we've talked about this before, like, you know, we think up to 70,000 thoughts a day, and I think it's 85 to 90% of those things are repetitive. We think the same thoughts the next day, and about 85 to 90% of those thoughts are negative. So it makes sense, like... If we have negative thoughts and we're around people, what are we going to do? We're going to, what comes out of the mind and the heart is going to flow out through our speech. And so it's easy to criticize. We're really quick to do that. It's only through training and discipline. Disciplining starts with disciplining our minds. It, that will change what comes out of the heart. And that's what we're talking about being love-based. So start to train yourself to be love-based and think about my vibe. Do I want to be a person that walks in, thinks critically about every room and every person? It's so easy to find out what people are doing wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's the rare servant leader that walks in the room, can see what's wrong, but focuses and starts to influence people by highlighting what's right. Which by the way, that's the way to win, like win friends, influence people. Like who who wants, if your first impression is criticizing me, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to put my walls up. But if you're like, man, Coach Seth, you're really cool and you're nice and I like this, I want to listen to your show, I'll be like, I love this person. Mm-hmm. It's just because you've said something kind to me, a simple thing. We need to be more kind. We do. And it's actually fun to be creative. Like, it's fun for me uh, when I'm shopping or when I'm anywhere, just say, man, I like your hair. Man, that's cool shoes. Um, and because it's fun to see people all of a sudden come alive just for a second. It's like, it's like, ah, 
because they like it mm -hmm. because they got the shoes because I thought they're cool. You know, and there's certain organizations and places that you go that you're you just an amazement of the culture, like at Trader mm -hmm. Joe's, like they're everybody's kind. Everybody yes. talk. Hey, do you need anything? I love that. So uh, somebody at the top gets it. And it's weird because you walk in there and there's a different energy in there. It's mm -hmm. like it's fun. Mm -hmm. Their energy. It, it's so. in. So this is the fun part of leadership. Now that you've hit on something, we didn't really talk about this in the lesson, but when you get a team of people that are unified in being servant leaders and being mindful of what is coming out of their mouth, you can change a room like that. It is so powerful. When you get a, a group, a school, a team, a region, a nation, like you get a small group of people that can have a huge influence and it spreads, which is why five self exists. And then the opposite also, you know, I'm just thinking of, Two people can take down a whole, you know, group. And mm -hmm. you hear it nowadays so much about the, all these little clicks. I mean, and they starting so young. That's what hurts me. Mm. What, what, talk about that. You know, they're talking mostly girls because of um, that, like fourth grade, third grade, they're already like teaming up against I other see. girls and you're not cool. And, you know, they, they want to do, um, there's like a trend now with like Sephora. They're doing like treatments. I mean, the fourth grade. What in the world? Yeah. Come on, parents. I know. We're better than that. Um, so, so, but, but it's, it is again, fourth grade. What, what is the foundational thing that's being bred into that group is fear. If I don't do this, if I don't do that, I won't be part of the group. I've got to do that. So it's a fear of fitting in. That's what's driving them. It's not that it, yes, they want to be loved, but the fear of fitting in is driving the cat-like mentality, right? It's not out of love. It's, so so th this is why these lessons are so important and why we create curriculum, not just for middle school and high school, but also for elementary schools. And a quick story on that. Like we had a couple of principals that just started implementing this uh, curriculum this year and they can see a night and day difference between the classrooms that are using Five Star and the ones that aren't. Interesting. In levels of kindness mm -hmm. and empathy. And just understand, like, we all want, because in our lessons we talk about, like, everybody wants the same thing, to be loved and to be accepted. So you can give that to someone or you can withhold that from someone. But it's going to come back and bite you. Mm -hmm. So... P powerful stuff. So, you know, a compliment is a simple way to lead. lead. Uh, another way to, you know, really influence people that servant leaders, leaders do is they challenge the process um, and they, they, they are builders. And so, you know. Talk about that. Servant leaders are builders. They build people up. They build organizations. They build people. They build things. Um, non-leaders are watchers. Status quo, they're observers, not involved. Bad leaders, toxic leaders, tear down. So when you think about, when you observe something, you observe the fourth grade group that's cat-like, or you observe somebody being mistreated, you observe something wrong with something in society or in your group, you have the option of sacrificing your own time to say, I'm going to invest myself into the arena. I'm going to step into the arena to see if I can add value and help. At the risk of being rejected, at the risk of offending people, at the risk of being unwanted in that situation, that's a risk. Mm -hmm. So 
there's nobody in their right mind wants to jump into the fray and take their time and energy and jump into those positions. Servant leaders, they're not trying to get any attention. They're trying to help. They see something there. They're like, I, I want to be a problem solver. I want to be a builder. I'm going to help. That's what we need in this country because we've had such a void of that. Everybody, we have so many non, we have so many non-leaders. They're influencing, but they're like status quo. I'm not jumping the fray, not my position, not my role, not my job. Look where that's gotten America. And then we have some toxic leaders that are driving toxicity. So as the servant leaders rise, toxicity gets drowned out. So we got a couple of minutes. How do you want to wrap this up? Um, so I, I would just point to like uh, with kids, I, I just talked about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. What a phenomenal example of a servant leader. Um, you know, people just for years and decades um, watched racism happen and didn't know what to do. They were afraid for their lives. And so he, he stepped into the arena and he said he didn't even want to. He was asked to be a part of the movement. He's like, I'm a preacher. I want to help, but I don't want to jump in the fray. But he knew his voice mattered. And what he knew even more was that there were people that were approaching this whole civil liberties conversation out of fear. And fear leads to what? Violence, anger, rage. And that brings more division. So he recognized, I have the skill set. God has given me some tools. I'm going to step into the arena. And he was so effective and so influential at changing things that it cost him his life. That's the ultimate sacrifice. Um, When you have so much influence and people can't stop you, they can't shut you down because you're so articulate, you're so in command, and you're... You're rooted in love. That is an awesome example to look at. This is not a message telling kids, you know, beat your chest, be loud, change things through force. It's no, you influence through love and through critical thinking and using your intellect to engage other people who are like-minded to bring methodical change. Simple stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. We're out of time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If you like this show, would you do us a favor? This is a big deal. Our show is starting to grow because many of you are liking it, you're subscribing to it, and you're sharing it. Also, some of you are giving us feedback. We'd love to hear it. We want your ideas. Thanks so much for tuning in. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit 5starlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.